this week I totally want to do a kitchen challenge with you. Are you ready? Hey Clutterbugs, welcome back to the Clutterbug Podcast. I thought we'd do something a little bit different this week and we would do a kitchen challenge together. The holidays are rapidly coming and it's terrifying. And we talked last week about the Fab Five, the five areas of our home that we can really focus on that are going to give us the biggest bang for our buck, that are going to allow us to work smarter, not harder, to give us that clean and tidy home without us having to clean and tidy all the time because we're busy this time of year and we want to also enjoy friends and family and all the things that come with an amazing Christmas. I don't want to spend a ton of time cleaning my house, but I also don't want to be dealing with a messy house this time of year. It just adds to my stress and we have a lot of company that stops by and I don't want to be mortified. So we are going to tackle it and I thought this week we could talk about a kitchen challenge. Us together right now, hopefully as you're listening this, we can get in the kitchen and make huge progress today. Really take that next step to giving us a kitchen that's very functional, not only beautiful, but functional and practical and streamlined. So it saves us time and effort and energy every single day when we're using it. Okay. When we talk about a kitchen and we talk about a kitchen challenge, we have to talk about kitchen counters because kitchen counters are one of those things that, well, clutter attracts clutter. So if we have things out on our counters, our brain is just going to subconsciously, not just us, but our whole family, just put things down. We're going to put things down because it already feels messy. Even if it isn't messy, if we have a ton of stuff out, it's like, it's called clutter blindness. When we have a ton of stuff, we're sort of blind to what's exactly there. We just see excess. We just see stuff. So the best end most impactful thing we can do in our kitchen is really take a look, survey your kitchen counters and ask yourself, do I use these things every day? It has to be used every single day to be out on the counter. So maybe you use your toaster two or three times a week. It's got to go. It's got to go somewhere, preferably in the cabinet directly below or directly above where it's currently on the counter, which means we have to do some stuff shuffling, but we'll talk about that in a second take an assessment. Maybe you have a jar on your counter filled with spatulas and spoons and tons of things. Are there some of those spoons and spatulas that you don't use every day, like the potato masher? Maybe some of these things can go in the drawer and still have the everyday things out. Definitely for us in our house, the coffee maker, we use every day, like a million times a day. I may have an addiction. We have our fruit out on the counter as well. And then we have a hot cocoa station, but our blender, our toaster, like, I don't know, all the mixery type things. If I'm not using them at least once a day, I'm tucking them away. And the magical thing about doing this is you are going to have a kitchen that stays tidier because it doesn't feel cluttered. It doesn't look cluttered. So your brain isn't subconsciously adding to the pile. I promise you this works. This is magical. It's amazeballs. So take an assessment right now. And so you're like, Cass, I don't have room for the stuff that's on the counter. That's why it's on the counter. I would challenge you on that and say you do have space because I know for a fact there are things in your cabinets you're not using, you're not loving, and you would never buy again. 
So why the heck is it taking up your valuable real estate? If you hardly ever make soup in a giant soup pot, store that in your garage or your basement. Your roasting pan, if you're only using it at Christmas, why is it in your kitchen? We don't have to let it go necessarily, but we have to let it go from our valuable real estate in the kitchen because your kitchen is the most used and most important room in your home. And your storage in there should just be for important items that are used all the time. But I also know you have a lot of appliances that you never use. Maybe you have a food processor or, I don't know, a rice cooker or an ice cream maker. Why? Why? We have these hopes and these dreams of being the person who will someday use these or maybe someday I'll feel like bringing this out. But the problem with that is that day is likely never to come. But in the meantime, your day in, day out living in this kitchen is harder. You're dealing with clutter on your kitchen counter. It's harder to put away dishes. It's harder to find what you actually do use and love on a regular basis because your kitchen is so stuffed with things you rarely use. So here's an exercise I want you to do like right this minute, okay? Right this minute. To take a lot of the pressure and stress off you, I want you to start a time will tell bin or box. So go find a box, go find something right now. We have a lot of packages coming. Hopefully you have a big empty box. And we're not getting this out of our house permanently, but we're getting this out of our kitchen right now. We're gonna call this the time will tell bin. And open up those cabinets Pull out those things you rarely use and put them in the box. Keep going. Come on. Open, like right now, like while you're listening to this, do this. Be ruthless. And remember, this stuff is not leaving your home. So you don't have to feel that fear and that anxiety. What we're going to do is put this time will tell bin in the basement, in the attic, in the garage, somewhere that if we do need something, we can go back and access it but it's not staying in your kitchen. It can go in the top of a closet or the bottom of a closet or under your bed. We can find a spot for this box, but we are filling it right now to make room in your cabinets to put the things that are out on your counters. You are going to be amazed. I'm telling you, this is, I say life-changing all the time, but this is life-changing. Your kitchen will stay tidier. I promise you, I promise you, if you have less visual clutter. And for those of you who are visual organizers listening and you're like, Cass, but I love visual things. I totally agree. Keep your spatula out where you can see it if you use it all the time. But visual organizers need to understand that when everything is visual, nothing is visual. And what I mean by this is if even the everyday non-important things are out, then the things you really love and use every day are kind of mixed in. It's so much we become clutter blind, whether you're visual or not. So we need to, have to, must prioritize. Prioritize the space that's visual only for the things we use on a regular basis and we need to have access to in a visual way that's out. So it doesn't matter if you're visual or hidden, I still want you to take this clutter challenge right now and start by letting things go. If you come across something while you're doing this and you're like, I know I don't need this. Don't put it in the time will tell bin. We're just donating that. That's just leaving. But I know there'll be things that you're going to feel really anxious about. And what if maybe I might, I don't want to regret these kitchen things. Maybe they're expensive. That's okay. 
We're going to put them in the time will tell bin and we're going to put them somewhere else. Today is about taking control of your kitchen and doing some real organization, some real clearing, making space because the holidays are coming up and I want you to walk into your kitchen and feel, wow, this looks great. Baking is easier. Cooking is easier. Entertaining is easier. You deserve this. So we're starting with cabinets to make space so we can actually remove things off of your counters. That is your goal today. And your goal this week, this whole week, is to tackle a small section of your kitchen every day or every few days. So right now, as you're listening to this, I want you to stay focused and look for things that can go or go in your time will tell bin in your cabinets right now. No stress, no anxiety. You're not letting it go forever. You're just removing it from this valuable real estate right now. And in six months, a year from now, if you haven't used those things in the time will tell bin, then you can donate the whole box with confidence, without the stress and the anxiety. But for right now, we're just getting it out of your kitchen so that your kitchen is more functional. But for the rest of the week, let's focus on other areas too, like your drawers. When is the last time you've opened up a drawer and taken everything out? Now, I'm not talking about your cutlery because that's pretty much a given. So your forks and your spoons, leave those where they are. But you have other drawers. It's a junk drawer. Or you have a drawer with all like your spatulas or little mini gadgets. I don't know, melon ballers. You have things like that. I want you one drawer at a time to take everything out. It's a magical thing about taking everything out because as we one by one start putting things back, always starting with the things we use the most, you're going to be like, oh my God, I didn't even know I had this. What's the scrap piece of paper? Is this a broken spatula? I have never balled my lemons. Why do I have a melon baller? And you're going to let go of so much. And every th if it's five things from one drawer and five things from another drawer and five things from another drawer, it might not seem like a lot, but those 15 things add up to an easier life in your kitchen. You're able to find what you need easier, cook easier. And eventually we're going to get drawer dividers and we're going to like go, go all bananas organizing. But for now, that's not what this challenge is about. This challenge is about decluttering. And this challenge is about prioritizing your counter space and keeping it as clutter-free as possible so that your kitchen doesn't attract more clutter. It's about creating breathing room in your kitchen so it's easier to put away things when you're done with it so that all your groceries fit and all your dishes fit and it's easy to empty the dishwasher and it's easy to prepare food because when you open a drawer, you see your favorite knife. You don't have to dig. You don't have to hunt around for the pie lifter. It's right there. Why do you have so many tongs? Why? Why do you have so many of those little brushes that put barbecue sauce on things? You don't need that many. Let them go. Let the duplicates go. You are not going to miss them. You are going to be so happy to have a streamlined, more functional kitchen. This is a gift you're giving yourself this holiday season. And if you're really stressed about it, put it in the time will tell bin. You can always go back and pick it out later, but it's leaving your kitchen today. Get pumped, get pumped and keep telling yourself as you're going through your cabinets and as you're filling this box and as you're letting things go, that this is something you deserve. I want you to love 
the crap out of your kitchen. It doesn't matter if it's dated. It doesn't matter if you don't like the finishings. This is your heart of your home. Love it. Care for it. Nurture it. Hug it. Let go of the things that are, get them out. Get them out right now. You deserve a kitchen that's functional. Why do you have so many Tupperware containers? Why? Why do you have different lids that don't fit the bottoms? Buy. Buy. It's a gift to yourself. It's an early Christmas gift to yourself. And I hope you're feeling just, this is like, ah, every time we declutter, every time I go through a space and I make these type of decisions, it's so empowering because what we're really doing, we're not just decluttering and shuffling things around. We're standing up for ourselves. This is about self-respect. This is about the fact that we can say, I'm putting myself first because my happiness, my peace of mind, and my time is worth more than the junk that's in my kitchen, than the stuff that it, it's, it's not even worth a lot of money. And even if it is, I'm still more important. I'm more important than the food processor. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's so empowering to say and think and feel. And this should feel empowering. When you put stuff in that box, when you put stuff in the trash bag, know that this is an act of self-love and feel it with all of your being because you deserve this. Stand up for yourself. Put boundaries on yourself and your space and say, the only stuff that's going to be in here are the things I use and love and stop. Because I am more important than anything in my kitchen. Okay, clutterbugs, I'm feeling pumped. I'm going to go fill a box in my kitchen as soon as I'm done this podcast with you too. But I have another exciting thing in this podcast to talk about, and that is a guest. So as you go through, we want to also talk about fridge. Oh my gosh, fridge, pantry, anytime we're talking about food, it is one of the most touched items in our home. And so that is why I call it a hot spot. Anytime we're touching things multiple times a day, it gets messy fast. Your kitchen, your fridge, your your pantry, it can become a jumbled mess. You can have like, how long have those leftovers been in the fridge? And it seems like overnight they can get out of control. So I'm so excited today because I have an incredible guest for you. Amy from The Cross Legacy is here on the podcast today to talk about some really easy tips to get organized, to organize our food, and to save a ton of money on our groceries too. And we're going to talk to Amy in one second as soon as I thank today's podcast sponsor. I'd like to thank KiwiCo for sponsoring today's podcast. KiwiCo knows a thing or two about delivering moments of awesome. From robots to rocket ships, all their projects are designed to spark fun and excitement for kids of all ages. Every month, they deliver super cool science, technology, and art projects for kids. And there's nine different subscription lines for every age and category. So there's something for every kid on your list. My kids absolutely love this day of the month every month we get a box and it's such a cool project this month again we're building robots so it's really teaching my kids about engineering and they're building and it's hands-on and they're so proud of themselves and my husband who's an electrical engineer also loves getting them off their tablets and doing learning that's also fun 
and engaging, teaching them new hobbies. Right now, you can give an awesome holiday gift for the kid on your list with KiwiCo. Get your first month free on any crate line at kiwico.com forward slash clutter. That's your first month free at kiwico.com, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash clutter. Welcome, Amy from The Cross Legacy. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. Hey, Cass. I'm so excited. I've been following you for years, so it's like talking to an idol right now, a <laughs> hero. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to have you here. I use your jar method. I want you to talk about that in a second, but I have to say it really works. You know, you see a lot of hacks. I see a lot of hacks and I try them and some of them are like, that's okay. I will never go back to storing my produce any other way. So introduce yourself right now to my listeners if they haven't heard of you. So I went viral over a year ago because of strawberries in a jar. I didn't even know it was a big deal. I was just showing pictures of my fridge online during the middle of the pandemic. And people were asking how not to go to the store so often. And I'm like the queen of not wanting to go to the grocery store. So my strawberries in a jar, they last for over three weeks. And all of my produce items, I have a book that I wrote called I Bought It, Now What? And it teaches you how to keep all of your produce items for weeks. So a lot of these produce items that you can't see, but they're right here in front of me, I bought on October 24th and it's the beginning of December now. So I go to the grocery store once every three weeks and we have zero produce waste. The average family throws away 40% of the food that they buy. Yeah, it's crazy. So I, we love fresh berries. We eat a lot of yogurt parfaits in this house and we buy blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries on a regular basis. And they're always going moldy before we could eat them. So I tried your strawberry in a jar. I didn't even know it was your hack at first, but I saw it and I was like, I'm going to do this. Insane. There is no mold on the strawberries. Not only that, but they ferment before they mold. Have you found this? Like if I don't get to the bottom of the jar, if it's a month, a month, it's a full month. There's still some in there. They ferment before they mold. You will not have moldy berries ever again. Swear. It's a, it's an insane thing. How did you stumble upon this? So distilled white vinegar here in the United States is 5%. And in Canada, it only says white vinegar on it. So here in the United States, we have a 5% and a 7%. So the 5% is for washing produce and the 7% is for cleaning showers and stuff. But um, in Canada, it only says white vinegar on yours. So um, just that. But it kills off your mold spores, E. coli, listeria, and other harmful pathogens. So like last spring, there was a hepatitis A outbreak in strawberries. Um, So by by washing your strawberries, letting them soak for two minutes, setting that timer, it's so important. You will kill off all of those harmful pathogens, including the mold spores, and then they won't start growing again because they're gone. And so you let them dry until they're bone dry and store them in a jar with glass with a paper towel and they will last for weeks. Um, Raspberries, blackberries, and strawberries will last up to three weeks. Strawberries last a little bit longer, that three to four week. Blueberries will last six to eight weeks. I've seen this. My blueberries are still like the day I bought them months later. How, How is this 
Why are they not just selling them in these jars? This is insane. I am saving so much money. And my fridge looks gorgeous, by the way. Gorgeous. <laughs> At first, I was so like, I don't want to do this. This seems like a lot of work. I just got back from the grocery store. I'm really tired. Um, so sometimes I just throw them in the grocery in the in the fridge and then deal with them later. But but man, you are saving time because I have to go to the grocery store a lot less. So I actually have a medical illness. Um, I have reflective sympathetic dystrophy, which is an invisible illness. So I can have really good days and other days that are really hard. So by me not being, by me not having to go to the grocery store very often, it really is a lifesaver. And even this week, like I should have went to the grocery store. It's been over four weeks since we went to the grocery store now. So I was planning on going earlier in this week. Well, we have six inches of snow. Like I don't need to go to the grocery store. Like we have food security in our house. I have tons of fresh produce um, everywhere and I can push it off for going a couple more days, even though I haven't been for almost a month. And, um, you know, it's just the way that we, we go. But I think of things of like longer term food storage too. So like apples will last, um, well, they'll last for months if you keep them in the fridge. Um, what? Okay. Stop. Where do you, what do you, what do you put? I keep my apples on the counter. Where do you put them in the fridge? I like normally put in a bowl up on the, I mean, I do have like 50 pounds of apples sitting over in a big basket, <laughs> but um, if I keep them in the fridge for months, they will last harvest season to harvest season. So apples last in cold storage, like the entire year. So if you're trying to think like, oh, you know, I need to go to the grocery store every couple of days because my family eats so much fruit, you can kind of divide it up to make things that are more shelf stable. Um, you know, so you don't have to be running to the store all the time and still having those fresh items. Watermelon is another one. I get watermelon at the end of the summer and it lasts until October. And what? And what do you put the watermelon in? Because I, I, my watermelon, I cut it and I just put it, it's going bad so fast. What, what are you putting this watermelon so in? When it's not cut, it will last at least two months, but I wash it when I bring it home, which kills off the mold spores. But once you cut it, if you put it in the gallon sized um, jars, like I do the strawberries and grapes, and then every couple of days, you just drain off that water, the juice that comes on it. That's what helps that not to be fermenting. So, mm -hmm. and it's just like this other things that you just don't think about that you can have food security in your house. I have lettuce here that's a month old and it's totally crunchy. Um, it's I've been putting my lettuce in the jars and my kale because we have yeah. a, a bearded dragon who eats kale. We don't eat kale. So I would buy a bag of kale and she wouldn't eat it fast enough and it would go bad and I'd throw it out. And I'm like, I listen, that's like a month old. It's more than a month old. It's from October 24th and it's the beginning of December. It's like totally perfect. So it's a kind of a funny thing here in our house now. It's like, don't eat that. I need that for the interview with Cass on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so you're washing everything in like a vinegar wash, letting it dry really completely. I think that's the secret, right? Is the can like really, really dry. But what I thought was going to take forever, I just laid everything out on tea towels. It dried fast. It just depends on where you live. Um, it normally takes about three hours here for us, but that is plenty of time for me to go rest or do something else. And it's just laying out. And then I get people all the time. They're like, oh, my family's eating it. You know, if it's laying out and I'm like, that's a good thing. Like just, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good for thing. that 
plan for that shopping day that your family is going to eat a little bit more and you're teaching them about eating a rainbow every day. And then as you put it away, you know, it's beautiful in the fridge, but you're saving so much money. So here in the United States, they say that we throw away 30 to 40% of the food that we buy. And the World Economic Forum came out this spring to say it was 61% globally. 61% of the food that we're buying, we're throwing away. And people are worrying about fixing their grocery budget, but they don't even think about how much they're throwing away every day. Yeah. it's it's. I mean, I'm saving a ton of money. I'm seeing it. And I just bought a bunch of mason jars. That was it. That was the difference. I bought some mason jars, really inexpensive. They're not expensive at all. I put a little piece of paper towel in the bottom. I let my fruit dry and my fridge is gorgeous. My grapes are almost a month and not soggy. <laughs> it's life-changing. It's very exciting. So I'm so excited to have you on because my listeners today, we're taking this kitchen challenge and we're clearing off the excess things off the counter. We're really taking back control, but this is something you can do in your fridge to take back control. Usually we're putting all the fruit in the crisper drawers at the bottom, right? Now, what I did is I turned that drawer into a leftover drawer and now the, the top shelf is all for these gorgeous jars. So beautiful. Are you getting a ton of people reaching out to you who are just shocked at how this actually works? We have over 100,000 followers on Instagram. I spend over four hours every single day answering questions to families literally all over the world. Like it's, it's so impactful how this is changing people all around the world. And um, I've always had this heart for generational change. And I never thought these pictures from my fridge would be what is my platform that has me speaking to people. I, I just had a TEDx um, that is about ready to go live here soon. We're waiting for the um, process of that. And it's just, it's so neat that I've been able to touch so many lives and know that so many families are saving money and eating better because of the things that I've been able to teach them. Yeah. I mean, it's more than just strawberries in a jar. Listen, I think that's how it started. But yeah. for us, for in my family, we're eating healthier. We're eating healthier because we got the fruit and vegetables out of the crisper drawer up where we can see them. They're in gorgeous jars. They're lasting four times as long. So we're saving money. But even more importantly, we're eating more fruit. We're, we're eating it more. And and that in itself makes my whole family healthier. So thank you. I want to say thank you to you because um, it's not just strawberries in a jar. You really are changing the way we're eating too. Well, I just, I'm just like, seriously still just like, ah, I'm talking to Cass, but um, just being able to talk to you too. Like I've owned a housekeeping company for 15 years and I have been over the years, like you need to go take the Clutterbug quiz and go take the Clutterbug quiz. And I'm telling people all of the time um, how to organize their houses and to take the Clutterbug quiz. And it's just, it's so exciting to be here with you. <laughs> and, uh, well, thank you. Like, I'm excited truly. too. Okay. So share some things, some tips with us because the strawberries, the berries and the lettuce, that's really what I'm doing right now. Um, what a, I saw you had a jar of asparagus. We love asparagus, but it gets a little wilty pretty fast. So oh. do you have a tip for that? Yeah, I've actually been in nine newspapers around the world because of asparagus. <laughs> but, 
Um, if you trim the ends when you bring it home and wash it, then I put it in a jar with filtered water and it looks like it's in a jar, like um, a vase in the refrigerator. And then I just keep adding more filtered water. Make sure it's not your tap water that has chlorine that will kill the plants. Um, and this is a month old. like So it's like old. flowers, like flowers in flowers. a jar. And that's why they're not wilting. Parsley too. Like six weeks old for parsley and cilantro. Easy. Like easy, easy in the fridge. And then, so in that crisper drawer, you might be putting some leftovers. Make sure you save one of your drawers for avocados and lemons. If you keep those two items together, they will last a month. Like pairing together? Mm -hmm. There's like some, like a magical marriage. They love each other or something. Produce buddies. They like love each other. So as much as apples and oranges and bananas don't like to be in the same bowl together, they will kill each other off. Stop. I did not know this. Mm -hmm. Same with potatoes and onions. But, um, but if you keep. Wait a minute. Everybody's supposed to, you're not supposed to store your potatoes and onions together? Three feet away and they will last. Potatoes will last from August to March easily when, and March is when they want to be planted. So that's when they start to eye. If you keep them three feet away from each other and then onions will last harvest season to harvest season. They will last all year to all year if you keep it three feet away from um potatoes so I have all kinds of tips I can literally give you tips for any produce item ever (laughs) this this is a weird talent to have but I'm here for it this is so cool okay so like fresh herbs you put in a little jar like flowers and that's how oh it looks gorgeous too so you open up your fridge it's like a garden oh my gosh this is so crazy asparagus just like flowers in a jar with water don't let your potatoes and your onions be close to each other but avocados and lemons are best friends they're best friends they're produce buddies (laughs) i love this you're adorable okay i i want all this information this is so incredible give us another tip and then tell us tell my listeners how they can get learn more from you and like do you have, you have a book you have, I want all the info because this is good stuff. We need to know. Okay. So the main place to go to find me is the cross legacy cross is our last name and the cross legacy is our family motto. So um, that's how we picked that name. And then, um, go to Instagram. Like I'm there every single day. I post something new. There's always new tips. And then I have a book that's called the I Bought It Now What? And then we came out with a summer edition. So between those two books, there's 50 produce items that I give you tips on how to let them last for weeks. And um, that's available on Amazon and on our website, thecrosslegacy.com. But I just came out with a grocery course. So we only spend $135 per month Stop per, it. Person, per person on groceries. Stop um, it. And we're in an organic allergy family. So all of the excuses, we do it. So <laughs> we are organic allergy family and um, $135 per person. I'm also a foster family and college age student. So our family size varies per month. Um, so um, we go that way. But um, normally I'm spending under $200 per month for groceries and have food security in my home. And I really only cook like three days a week. So um, my grocery course teaches you all how to do that (laughs) and how I batch cook and have healthy meals and make allergy meals and diabetic friendly meals and all those kind of things. So that's the thing too, like healthy foods expensive, but 
If you're not wasting it, if it's lasting for huge amounts of time, you can buy these things in bulk and save money and know that it's not going to go bad. That's so much savings right there. Like you're saving so much money. Every time I go to Costco, I'm like, I should not pick up those. I'm never going to get through those strawberries or I'm never going to get those. But now that they're in jars, I will. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Costco loves me because I'm always talking about their strawberries <laughs> because that's the only place I normally buy strawberries <laughs> um, is Costco. And so, because and their I'm- raspberries are an excellent price. Oh, yeah. Re- and I'm not a big Costco fan because I don't like to buy in bulk. I don't have a lot of storage, but for fresh produce, that's where I'm going now. Thanks to you. Yeah, it'll last until your family can eat it. Like that's the whole goal. So it's it is really funny here because I'm always like, no, 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 don't eat that yet because we we need this for a picture. Like I want to show people that yes, this is a month old. Like normally we would eat it up before a month old, you know, kind of thing. So I get that too. Like, why do you have such old stuff in your fridge? And I'm like, because we're purposely not eating it. <laughs> so we but, can see how long it lasts and show yeah. how long it can last. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've we've had a few strawberries that were very, very old in those jars. No mold, but they started to like, it's almost like I was turning them into alcohol. I left them, like they still weren't going bad. It's insane. I taste them. I'm like, that kind of tastes a little funny. I'm like, yeah, Joe's like, you're making strawberry wine in there, but it's insane. Usually a week we'd have mold and have to throw them out and they'd be mushy. We are getting three weeks out of these strawberries. So so, so grateful to you. You're incredible. The cross legacy. I have to go upstairs right now and move my potatoes away from my onions because yes. they are not friends. I did not know that. And now I have to put my lemons with my avocados. Okay. Yes. Give me a pepper tip because this is another thing we eat a lot. My peppers pretty, they're pretty good. They last pretty good. Do you have a secret for them or are they just one of those things that they do last a long time? Um, if you wash them when you bring them home, again, you're killing off the mold spores. I normally keep them in a basket on the shelf um, in my fridge because I have these pretty white baskets. I mean, honestly, and they look pretty in there. But um, as you slice one, cut it all the way and put that in a glass jar and then it will stay in slices um, for another week or so. So if you're only using half of the pepper, you know, just go ahead and slice the rest of it and then it's ready to go for your next salad or dip or whatever. This is very exciting. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to run to your Instagram right now and and look at all your tips. And I know you do stories on there too. So just such a wealth of knowledge to save money, organize your food, have your food last longer, less food waste, and your fridge looks gorgeous. I'm sorry, my fridge looks gorgeous. And now that I'm going to have vases filled with asparagus and parsley, it's going to look even prettier. There's like 200 videos on YouTube also. So it's always the same name, The Cross Legacy. This has been so cool. Okay, I'm feeling excited. And my friends listening right now, you're in your kitchen and you're organizing and you're getting rid of things. This is your next step. You probably already have the mason jars, right? I mean, who doesn't have mason jars? If not, they're very, very affordable. It's time to transform the way your fridge looks, the way it functions, and save yourself a ton of money by using all the tips from Amy from The Cross Legacy. Thank you so much for being here, Amy. You're incredible. Head over right now to her Instagram and make sure you follow her and on YouTube and check out her website. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for letting me be here. You are incredible. And thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you guys next time.